Welcome to Avid Watchers. My name is Mary-Kate Cheetah. My name is Adam Nix. And this week we are going to be covering the 2020 Netflix film Rebecca, directed by Ben Wheatley and starring Lily James, Army Hammer, and Kristen Scott Thomas. Um, so, Adam, this was your idea, I believe, but I was, like, all for it. Um, should we just jump right in and talk about how we felt? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, I kind of went into it thinking that this was, like, a spooky movie. Yeah, so I was like, oh, like, you know, it's still October, but I, I didn't know anything about it. It, it wasn't really... It wasn't spooky. No, was, I wish that it was. It was like its own. It was tense. Um, yeah. But that, that was my original reason for doing it. But uh, I think it's still a good one to discuss and it's new. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just quickly read like a summary. Um, a young newlywed arrives at her husband's imposing family estate on a windswept English coast and finds herself battling the shadow of his first wife, Rebecca, whose legacy lives on in the house long after her death. Um, so yeah, it kind of seems like from that and like from the trailer that like there's maybe like a haunting going on or, um, something like that where like Rebecca is like still there, like kind of haunting her. Her memory is haunting them, not the actual ghost is haunting them. Right. Yeah. And it was interesting because the way that I watched this movie was I watched it in two parts because um, one of my roommates wasn't interested in watching it. So I had to watch it on my own, and but I didn't want to, like, miss out on fun roommate time every night. <laughs> so, like, everyone would go to sleep and I would, like, watch the first half of the movie. And then the next night I watched the second half of the movie. And it was really interesting because the first night I looked like really into it and I liked it. And I was like, what's going on here? I like this mystery. And then the second half, I was like, what is this mess? <laughs> yeah, I um, my I feel like my thoughts are the same for the second half. My first half was this is such a slog. <laughs> <laughs> I like I think if I did that, if I watched it over two nights, I probably just wouldn't have finished watching. It. Really? <laughs> And this is so, I just, and I get that it's like a slow burn, especially for that first half of the movie, but uh, I was like, uh, to be honest, I just wasn't really that interested in this movie. And then, like you said, in the second half, I was just like, okay, like, <laughs> this is messy. And I, I I didn't realize, I probably shouldn't know this, but like, I didn't realize this was like a literary classic, you know, like a, yeah. like a book written in the 30s. And I think that kind of, that helps a bit, but knowing, um, and Cassie, who I watched this with, has just read the book. Um, and knowing, like, what the kind of theme and general, like, trajectory the book took and where the movie changed stuff, I think, um, was really weird. We can get into that a little later. I would but, love um, to hear about that. There's... Yeah. There's... So I know that Cassie read the book, and I also didn't know that, that it was... Well, I knew... I knew going into watching it, that's what it was. But when it first, when I first saw the trailers for it, like I had never heard of the story before. Um, so then when I found out it was a book and it had been an Alfred Hitchcock movie that was like apparently super good and he like won an Academy Award for it and that was like the only one he's ever won. Um, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know any of that. That's interesting context. Um, and I think like 
even before I watched it, I had seen, um, like, reviews that kind of said, like, you know, this movie is just living in the shadow of this other movie and it's just not as good. And I, oh. I, but I kind of, like, was giving it a fresh start because, like, I didn't have this other movie or book to compare it to. So it was just kind of all fresh for me. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, maybe... I have to go watch the Hitchcock one or something. I don't think I'm going to read the book, but I also just like, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not really that in it's, it's obviously like the beginning of one of those concepts, you know, like, yeah. like the first of this bunch from probably that book and Hitchcock doing that film, but there's been like a million of these since then. And like, of the, if, if that makes sense, you know, like the, yeah. the general so there's plot trajectory like gothic this, romance like, type thing. Yeah, like, yeah, gothic I romance. eat or that the... up. Like, I love that, but I just <laughs> didn't think they did it well. Yeah. Um, okay, well, should we just kind of do like a playthrough, kind of like the, the major kind of, uh, yeah. not scenes, but just like phases of the movie, and we can maybe talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so... The weirdest thing to me was that she doesn't, she's never given a name that I know of. The main character. Really? Like, I, like, tried to find it. It's like, I didn't notice them saying it in the movie, so I, like, tried to find it by, like, looking it up, and it, like, I could not find it. Like, on IMDb, her character is listed as Mrs. DeWinter, which is, like, Maxim's last name. I was like, what is this? Just like this girl just not even got a name. I don't know. I think that, I mean, obviously it was purposeful, but, um, so I'm just going to call her Lily James because <laughs> I don't know yeah. what else to call her. I guess we usually end up doing is just naming the actor. Yeah. I'm call her Lily. She goes to work as a companion to a rich American woman who's in on vacation in Monte Carlo. And this woman's name is Mrs. Van Hopper. And she's played by Anne Dowd, who is, like, a personal favorite of mine. I just love that actress. Yes, she is awesome. <laughs> she's, like, I, like, know her from, like, The Handmaid's Tale and from Hereditary. and But she's been in tons of stuff. Um, And she's just, like, I just wrote, like, she's just so great at being mean. Like, she's... Oh, and she's, um, Leftovers as well. That's what oh, I yeah. know her most from. But oh, yeah, 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 she yeah. is. She is just so good at being really mean and cruel. <laughs> she's. I love her. Um, so, basically, she ends up meeting this uh, rich man called Maxim De Winter, and he like she heard that his wife had passed away, and. So I feel like she's kind of like, oh, this is my chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, here we go. So I'm excited to talk to you about this, this like first part of the movie because I had like this whole like running theory about her that was just like completely wrong. At least if it is right, they never really address it. But I had this feeling like Lily's character was just like this like diabolical like manipulator. <laughs> Like, I thought she was poisoning Mrs. Van Hopper. Oh, like that? Okay. Yeah, I was so thinking, that she I could, like, spend time with him. And I, then... It was one of those... T- oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. you go. Well, it was, like, one of those things where... And I don't... I think realizing that this was, like, the first of this kind of trope, I probably would have thrown these out. But my, my thought was, like, oh, maybe Lily James's character, like, 
like planned to run into Mr. De Winter. In yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay. okay. Yeah. I was thinking the same, but I feel like that's just us having seen too many of this type too of movie. movies. Too many movies. Yeah. So I was like, so first of all, I was getting Mr. Darcy vibes from Army Hammer. And I was like, you're not Mr. Darcy. Calm down. But I was definitely <laughs> getting those vibes. Um, and then basically I just like started like cultivating this theory for that whole entire trip where I was like, okay, so Mrs. Van Hopper, like in front of all of her friends while she's drunk, like makes fun of um, Lily because she like went upstairs because um, they were having, uh, I think, lunch or dinner in like the hotel restaurant and they were having it near Maxim. And so she so Lily James goes upstairs and like puts on like this cheap perfume and comes back downstairs. And so Anne Dowd's character is just like making fun of her to all her friends and saying that like when women discover an eligible bachelor, they just like lose their minds. <laughs> and Lily James can hear all of it in her room. And she just looks like kind of like evil. Like at the end of it, she has this like scary look in her eyes like she's going to murder her. <laughs> I thought, and then the next day, and um, Mrs. Van Hopper is sick and, like, can't leave her bed. And I'm like, okay, she for sure poisoned her. Then she goes down to have, like, another meal. And she's like, can I be seated, please? And the guy's like, no, you're help. You can't. You're, you're the help. You can't be seated. And she's like, oh, oh, my gosh, so awkward, really? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, right there. And he's like, she can sit with me. And I'm like, she planned that shit. And then... <laughs> And then they're, like, talking and stuff. And, like, she's, like, lying to Mrs. Van Hopper that she's doing, like, night tennis classes. Because <laughs> she's, like, where have you been? Yeah, Mrs. Van like, Hopper's, like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, and then she tells him that her parents died and that she's, like, an orphan. And, like, my first thought was, like, she knows his wife died. And so she's lying so that she can connect with him and, like, manipulate him. Because oh. she knows that, like they can bond over their losses, I guess. So like but then she I, basically never mentions that again. I was deep. <laughs> I was deep into this theory. Yeah, so then yeah. because then when they get back from going somewhere, she's like rummaging through his car. And I'm like, why would you do that unless you're shady? Like why are you rummaging through someone's car? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well and like uh, jumping ahead a little bit, but like where the second half of the or the last like third of the movie takes you, like she is pretty diabolical. So I'm like, okay, maybe there is some truth to like that. I'm not yeah. really sure. Yeah. It's almost like, I think I thought that she was aware of it. And I think after seeing the whole movie, I think she just doesn't know she's kind of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, I think it is just like, oh, we'll get to it later, but it, it's just I think there is some confusion over like her care her actions as a character too that yeah <laughs> I don't get it because I'm like yeah okay but anyway so basically they just keep hanging out together Maxim and Lily and um, eventually they sleep together on the on a beach and she comes back and um, her boss um, Mrs Van Hopper is like we're leaving tomorrow like pack everything up and she's like what we like weren't planning to leave this early and she was like do you think people wouldn't talk about you like i know what you've been doing and like 
And, like, this has been fun, but, like, this is just a summer fling for him. Like, you don't mean anything to him. And, like, you're, you should find someone in your own class. And, like, you're coming back with me to America. And she's just being, like, horrible to her. And then the next day, Lily goes up to his room and she's like, I'm leaving. And he's like, come back with me to Mandalay. And she's like, oh, as your assistant or something like that. (laughs) And he's like, no, merit to marry me, you fool. And then they go to um, Mrs. Van Hopper's room and they tell her, and she's like, "Oh my God, this is so amazing!" And then Wonderful. he <laughs> he leaves the room, and immediately she's like, "Oh, so you're a slut, huh?" <laughs> she's like, "Oh, you were naughty, weren't you?" It's <laughs> like, "Oh my God, she's awful." She's so mean. Yeah, it's like, and it, like looking back on it, it's really enjoyable. To like, like because like he's like that actress is just so good at being mean. But at the time, I'm just like, how is she so mean? Like I even said it, I'm just like to Cassie, I'm like she's so mean. <laughs> it's weird because she's like so mean, but she does it so well that I like it's mm-hmm. just so entertaining. <laughs> yep. And I don't like. I feel like I'm not super drawn to like Lily James's character. I don't like love her at this point, so it's not like I'm like oh how dare she be like mean to her like obviously she's she doesn't deserve that treatment but um anyways so basically yeah. she goes back with him to manderley and just like immediately all of her all of his staff are super cold to her and my favorite moment was when she thought that this guy was helping her out of the car and he like he just like went right for the suitcase instead of helping her yeah oh my gosh <laughs> That was really funny. Um, And then, like, immediately we meet Mrs. Danvers, and I'm, like, already afraid of her, and she's, like, not even spoken yet. Like, she was such a creepy character, and she's, like, the one who runs the house. Right. And just one kind of, like, callback to that, the first portion of that movie is, like, I really did just feel like the, I get it was supposed to be romantic and nice, but the, like, the amount of, like, secret dates and stuff the two of them had were just, like, so boring to me. And just, like, I feel like it just never ended. Like, I, I, I feel like that section could have been cut in half. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't like, know. I just... But, again, it's, like, it's a, it's supposed to be, like, a slow build. So I get that. I agree that it was boring. But I think it was, like... It still worked for me. Like, I was, yeah. like, okay. Like, this isn't, like... Like, it was enjoyable to watch, but it was still, like, I know that this is not really what this movie's about. Right. I just didn't feel like there was any tension building with it, you know? Besides, like, Army Hammer, like, randomly being, like, don't talk about my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I think I kind of felt like, okay, this is one of the movies, this is, like, one of those movies where it's not really about the romance. It's about, like, the mystery and, like, whatever. And then in the end of it, I was, like wait, is this about the romance? Like, am I supposed to care about them? Because I could not care less. Um, and also, like, I just feel like they didn't have great chemistry or something. Or maybe it was the script. I don't know. But, like, their, like, romance to me was, like, really not believable. Well, and, like, uh, yeah, maybe it was part of the script. Because there's, I think there's supposed to be kind of an iciness from... What's his name? Maxim. Army Hammer. Yeah, Maxim. But like, um, it it also like there wasn't any chemistry. Like there wasn't even like they didn't touch each other for the rest of the movie after <laughs> like after they got to the mansion. Right. 
Did you think it was really weird when they got there and Mrs. Danvers was basically like, yeah, you aren't allowed to sleep in the room that Rebecca and Maxim used to sleep in. So we're like making up this guest room for you because like we would never dare to like let you sleep in her bed. <laughs> I yeah, was like, that was really funny. I was like, excuse me? Like, aren't I like, couldn't she be like, I'm in charge here. Like I get to sleep where I want to sleep. I do. Right. And that's where I'm like, well, I don't think Lily James's character is like that manipulative because she's just like, oh, okay. You know, and then like everything, what's her, wait, what is it? Miss Danvers? Is yeah. That, um, everything Miss Danvers does through this movie is obviously evil or like trying to <laughs> ca- like do shitty things to Lily James and Lily James is like, yeah, okay. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Like you're on my side now. Like even though you've like shit on me the whole movie before this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It like makes like the end of her, like the end of the movie where she becomes this like mastermind, like not make sense to me, but <laughs> So I thought that that room, like the door was like going to be more than it was. Like it ended up, so there's like this mysterious door and basically Lily follows Maxim while he's sleepwalking and he goes to the door and she's like about to put her hand on his shoulder and then Mrs. Danvers is behind her and she's like, don't wake him. Like it's dangerous to wake someone who's sleepwalking. And I'm just like, where did you come from? (laughs) (laughs) like and then he like goes in there and mrs danvers just closes the door behind him and then lily james just like walks away i was like excuse me if i was her i would be like no i'm gonna go after him like why why did she just let this woman bully her like i just i don't and they really i'd be interested what the book was like but like they really I don't know, um, hammed up the, ooh, this is like ghosty stuff here. And I, yeah. I felt like I kind of like um, robbed when it, there wasn't, because it was like, is like I was like, is he getting possessed and are they having like ghost sex in there or something? Like what's <laughs> happening here? Like My mind didn't even go there. That's I don't funny. like it was like it, it felt like possession or something but yeah. it was just like guilt I guess at one point know? I like, even thought Mrs. Danvers was possessed by Rebecca like I, that was like one of my right. theories was like Mrs. Danvers was Rebecca because she Rebecca had like taken over her body or something like well, even yeah. that would and have been more this interesting part where Mrs. Danvers like longingly like reaches her hand out at um Max at the party later in the movie and I was like, Does she, is Mrs. Danvers in love with Max? And uh, I don't know, man. It just got so messy as the movie. It huh? was so me- It was a hot mess, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, I don't know. I feel like there's so much from na- from like the end of this part to like later on that we could just skip because like it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> right. Like, it's just like Lily James being like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. like literally like the next hour. <laughs> yeah. Because she like is brushing her hair and then she finds like Rebecca's hair in the brush. And then like she like breaks something when she's like looking through Rebecca's stuff. And she ends up having to like fess up to it. And just Max being like extremely emotionally abusive. Like <laughs> the whole yeah. movie. And so. like whenever she's like, you can tell me about your wife. He's just like, no. And he goes to sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like won't talk to her about it at all. I'm trying uh, to think if there's any standouts there. But yeah, I mean, the only thing is that like the cousin visits. Like uh, oh my Rebecca's cousin visits. And like it's really, he's really kind of creepy and he's weird. So but then creepy. also like sows doubt in the fact that Max like 
Max isn't telling people something about Rebecca's death. Um, and then he leaves. But yeah, he's a weirdo. So like, yeah. So so the cousin comes and he's like, my, you know, like my cousin Rebecca, she had something to tell me the night that she died. And like, she didn't get to tell me it. And whatever. And like, I have tea plans with Mrs. Danvers. And then he like feels her up basically and like makes her really uncomfortable and feel unsafe. And then uh, Maxim finds out that he was there and she's like, he, he was here to see Mrs. Danvers. And he's like, Mrs. Danvers said that they didn't have any plans to talk. And then, so basically he like, is like, why don't you wear this lingerie? Did you wear this lingerie for him? And he's like super, super jealous, which like at the, like at the time I was like, you have literally no basis for that but then later on you find out why he was so triggered by it but like it was like you you haven't been treating her like you care about her at all and then now it's like you're being super jealous it was like a weird yeah well right it was yeah i guess it was because of the yeah i didn't even think about that in the after fact it's like oh he was thinking about his relationship with rebecca yeah um like he's because hmm. Rebecca, you and like I mean we can we can get into that later, but like Rebecca was unfaithful, and so he's like really paranoid right. about yep. that. Um, but what's like okay? So one thing I noticed was that they kept talking about Rebecca like she wasn't human. Like so then so then I started cultivating a theory a that she wasn't creature. human. So they call her. <laughs> so they call so so Mrs. Danvers says mere mortals couldn't hope to compete. Um, and then, or no, 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 sorry. That isn't Mrs. Danvers. That's, um, Maxim's sister. Yeah. She's like, don't feel bad. Like mere mortals couldn't hope to compete with Rebecca. The only person I like in this movie. Yeah. The like. sister is so nice. And then they also call her like a creature, like you said. And I was like, yeah. is this woman like not a human? Why do they keep calling her something that's like not human? Uh, so then basically after Maxim freaks out at Lily and Mrs. Danvers lied and said that she didn't actually have plans with Jack Favell. Um, she goes, Lily, Lily goes to fire Mrs. Danvers. She's like, you're fired. And she's like, does, um, but does Maxim? No, she's like, it doesn't matter. I'm making Whoa this call. Woe is me. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> And then but, she's like, oh, oh no. what will I do? <laughs> I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age. I can't get married. I can't get another job. Like, what will I do? And she's just, Lily's like, well, you'll find something. And then she's like, I just like, I don't even know what she does, but it's like such, so clearly an act. Yeah. Like It's like, it's, how does like, she okay. not see that she's totally <laughs> bullshitting her? <laughs> like, yeah, it's really kind of, uh, I don't know. It just, it was so frustrating. I was like, no one would ever believe this. <laughs> no, no. It's like the minute you fire her, all of a sudden she's really nice to you. Like that's clearly fake. Right, yeah. Um, so basically she's like, you, like, you wouldn't help me. And she was like, you never asked me for help. And then she's like, well, I'm asking you for help. And then all of a sudden there's this like montage. She's like, I'm going to have a ball. Lily James is like, I'm going to have a ball. And Mrs. Danvers is helping her with it. And like, everything is happy. And I'm like, oh, everything's happy. That means everything's going <laughs> okay, to go something, shit. Something I do love about the ball is that like, Lily James is only like, bringing seafood to this ball like it's probably like what the hell this is where my wife died like 
was there was there some kind of connection there with like because you know there was her like eating the oysters at the beginning um and then like her only have it like bring all the seafood in for this like for this gathering, I was like, "Wow!" I I'd assu- I was assuming it was some kind of connection to like Rebecca. I didn't stuff, notice but, that at all, but I can yeah. see what you're saying. Um, so basically, they're everyone's wearing like costumes to this party, which I didn't really understand. It's just like a costume party. I don't know. Yeah, but, I guess so. Um, and she's like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do." And then her her like ladies maid is like, "You should be the pa- you should like dress up as the painting that's in the house." And she's like, oh, my God, it's such a great idea. And so then I was like, okay, well, that's painting is for sure Rebecca or something like that. Right. And so then she, like, dresses up. She even, like, puts a brown wig on and, like, dresses up as this painting. And she comes down at the party. And Maxim is like, go change. Like, get out of that. He freaks out. Okay, so then she comes down later and she's wearing this, like, really not cute dress. And her hair is a mess. And he's like, I regret bringing you back here. I was like, oh my God. It's like, what's another thing that's so frustrating at this point is like, all she has to do is say, Mrs. Danvers told me to dress up like that. Like, she never even mentions it to him. Yeah, that is weird. Right? It's like. And Mrs. Danvers is so good. She had the ladies maid do it for her. Yeah. So that she wouldn't suspect if it was coming from Mrs. Danvers, she might have been more suspect. But because she, like, told the maid to do it, then, like, it doesn't seem like it's connected to her at all at first. She's so awful. I felt bad for the maid. She was like, oh, I really messed up here. Sorry. You know, yeah, she, she actually like, seemed like she Lily felt James bad about after it. After they were, like, ripping shots together before the party. Ripping <laughs> 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 shots. Um, so... So I guess maybe she was just drunk, but like throughout the party, things get a little bit like she seems like she's drugged or something. It's just like it's like I think she's just like it's like an emotional like breakdown. But I was like, okay. this didn't like like uh, if you actually look at like the film itself and like the flow and like the cinematography, like this didn't fit in at all. I was just like it didn't fit in at all. I was like, what? Is, what do you want to have like a little trip here? Like, yeah, yeah. that happens again later on that we'll talk about but there were like a couple moments where i was just like this just like doesn't make sense with like what the rest of the movie movie has been like this just doesn't fit in and that's part of why it felt like a mess because it was like not cohesive right i totally agree it's just like the style was just so much different you know and like it wasn't not like it was done poorly but it just didn't fit in with like the rest i was like what are we watching i even kind of thought that Mrs. Danvers as a character like didn't really fit in the story because like she just seemed like she was in a different movie like she was kind of like in she was the actual gothic horror part of the movie yes the rest wasn't and the rest wasn't and so it was like it just like some of the, the choices they made for her I was just like I don't I just doesn't fit here well, and then at the party, that's when Miss Danvers, like, all of a sudden longingly reaches out to Max, which doesn't make sense by the end of the movie, because she obviously hates that man. Right. I and don't I, know. I want to say that Kristen Scott Thomas did, like, an amazing job acting-wise. Like, it's not it's not her fault that, like... 
I thought all the actors were fantastic. Yeah. I, like I, I liked everybody in it. It was just like the actual script and like flow of the movie didn't work. But yeah. no, I thought all the actors did a great job. Yeah, I agree. So then basically the next day there's like a storm or something. And then there's like they end up finding their the boat is sunk and there's a body in it. I did not understand what was happening <laughs> until after. Like I was like okay they found the boat who cares and then they like had a body and i was like i i didn't make the connection that that was rebecca's body until they were like they like set it straight up i assumed it was her body but i was confused later on when they said that they had already found her body and that he'd already id'd her and so this was like a second body because i don't remember them saying that i remember that weird guy in the shed saying that they never found her body. So I must have just like misheard or something. But yeah, I don't know. I was like, what's going on? I didn't. But I, it does remind me of the other main theory I had that I forgot to mention before this happened um, was that I thought Miss Danvers um, was in love with Maxim as well and murdered Rebecca. (laughs) And then she wanted to murder or like, like, like so doubt into lily james because he was she was like oh like max actually really likes her and then this happened and i was like nope throw that theory out the door (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i have to say i never had that thought but the the moment where she kind of like longingly reaches out for him i think i must have just like missed that or didn't read into it as much as you did so it just like yeah, didn't I, I obviously that skewed my my thoughts on the movie when i was like that that scene <laughs> <laughs> that, a shot so, uh, so yeah. basically he ends up being like taken in for questioning because like he already identified her body and then, then now like we found her actual body and so there's like some shadiness going on And so he's being questioned, and then she ends up finding him in the shed near the water. And do you want to talk about the scene a little? Because I was a little bit lost. Yeah, because so he's like, you know, this is like the the major turning point, right? Where he's like, oh, Rebecca's been like was cheating on me all the time. And like she found out she was pregnant and. Uh, told me to kill her, and I did. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Right? So, like... <laughs> so, what did he? Did she actually tell him she was pregnant? Yeah, yeah. She's like, I, I'm pregnant, and you'll never know if it's yours or not. And she was like, she was like mocking him, and he's like, I had enough. And she was like, I'm gonna like. She's like, you can kill me right now. And then he just like killed her. Okay, so, yeah, that is what I understood, but I was just, like, so she she did the same thing that he did to Lily, where he, like, put the gun in, so she put the gun in his hands and was, like, shoot me, basically, and that just didn't make any sense, because I was, like, why would she do that unless she, so originally I thought she was just trying to, like, fuck with him and she didn't actually think he would kill her. And then he did. But then when you find out the other stuff, I'm like, okay, so... Okay, so let's just talk about (laughs) what happens next, I guess. So basically, he's, like, on trial for her murder, for uh, Rebecca's murder. And 
I look, the funniest part too is when he's like, I didn't love her. I hated her. And Lily James is like, oh, really? Okay, cool. Like, I was just so worried you still loved her. But now that I know you hated her and killed her, it's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. She is just like, all right. That's, uh, that kind of makes everything worthwhile. I, I don't know. It was so weird. It was like the most bizarre reaction where it was like, oh, like my biggest fear this whole time I've been here is just that you still love her. And now that I know that you actually hated her. Um, the fact that you killed her doesn't really matter to me because all I mat- all that matters to me is that you love me and not her. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, and so this is mostly me just trying to justify this, right? It's like, so at the beginning of the movie, there was that whole kind of chat that those two had about why she works with, uh, what's her name? Who was, who, who was the lady she worked with in Monte Carlo? Um... Mrs. Van Hopper. Mrs. Van Hopper. And it was this idea of like some people just need companions. Like they just need someone around no matter what. And like Maxim was like, which one are are you the person that can like live it alone? Are you like the one that needs someone no matter what? And like, I think this is that idea where she's like, I, I will do whatever it takes to keep him in my grasp, you know, and like in a weird way. But it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like it didn't really land. No. So, so was the scene? There was a scene where um, Mrs. Danvers. So Rebecca eventually does end up finding, or sorry, oh my God, Lily ends up finding Rebecca's bedroom, and she like is going around in there, and that was another really weird scene that just like didn't fit in the movie. But then there's another scene with Mrs. Danvers where she, ba- Mrs. Danvers, is basically like trying to get Lily to kill herself. And she's like, oh, you know, if if like he goes to prison or whatever, like basically like you'll be nothing or like you're nothing to him. I don't know. I don't even remember what she yeah. was doing, but she was basically just trying to like lull her into killing herself, which was like really weird. And that scene felt like kind of like it wasn't even real. Like it felt kind of like yeah. it was in her mind or something like it was like very like like supernatural or something. It was weird. Um, basically there's a trial and how do you, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit blurred on like the order of everything, but they basically end up bribing, um, Jack Favell because he has a note from Rebecca that's asks him to like meet with her that night. So it's like proof that like she wasn't planning on killing herself. Um, so he's like, oh, if you paint, like, basically it was Lily's. She's like, how much do you want? And like, Maxim looks like he's like, what? Um, and then they like pay him. And then the next day in court, basically you find out that Jack was just completely setting them up and he tells everyone what they did. And, um, they end up looking super bad. So then Lily drives all the way to like London where Rebecca had her, appointment with the doctor where she she told max that she was pregnant and she like breaks she like gets into the doctor's office she finds the file and then she basically ends up finding out that she wasn't pregnant she was dying of cancer and so and the police like catch her and everything but like she still doesn't get in trouble which is weird and then (laughs) basically she ends up finding out like how i see it is rebecca knew she was dying 
And she was basically, from the characterization of the movie gives her, was just, like, such a horrible person that she wanted to make sure that, like, Maxim suffered the most by her death. By, like, she wanted to die because she didn't want to die of cancer. But instead of killing herself, she made Maxim kill her. To, like, just haunt him from the grave. Just for fun of it. Yeah. Yeah, like... And that's, like, the other thing, like, I just feel like it's this, like, who would do that? like literally no one right and but but it's like i bet like men think their wives do this kind of like like you know like in the 30s or whatever like think that way and it's totally this definitely did not help like you know like (laughs) no i don't know you know what i'm saying also i wanna like i so i just said that she made him kill her like that's not a thing you that's like what the movie wants us to think i or the story i don't know but no one can, like, make someone else kill them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So regardless of, like, how she treated him or how she baited him into doing it, like, he still pulled the trigger. Um, He still murdered her. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm conflicted on, like, what the movie wants us to feel because then, like, basically he gets off for it because she had cancer and that everyone believes that she would have killed herself because she was going to die anyways. And basically, they get home, and Mrs. Danvers has burned down Manderley, and it lights that shit up. <laughs> and and then she ends up killing herself, Mrs. Danvers. And Which is also so funny because it's like that's that's Maxim's house. Like, sure, Rebecca like like lived there for a while, but it's not like that was like. Like, it was in, like, Maxim's house, like, Maxim's families for generations. Not that that, like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird that, I guess it was, like, I guess, like, her imprint on the house was so big to everybody. And you can talk to this more, maybe, but I did read that the ending in the book is very different in that Mrs. Danvers kind of just goes off quietly and, like, nothing happens. Like, the house doesn't burn down and she doesn't kill herself. She just, like, kind of leaves with Jack and, like... And that's the end of Mrs. Danvers. As I think that's basically the end of the book too. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, that that last scene that we're about to talk about here, that was at the beginning of the book. Like, that's like a which retro, scene? Like it's the so when so after the house burns down, they basically go and start traveling the world, and they're like in love, and the yeah. James wins, right? That's like basically yeah. the ending there. Yeah. So. I thought that was silly and it's even more silly knowing, you know, talking to Cassie and hearing about where the book went with it is that scene at the end is her actually narrating the book at the very beginning. And Mm -hmm. she's like, Oh, we're traveling and all of this happened. Um, And like, I, I think she's like, I'm okay with what I've, what I've done or what we've decided here, but we're not in love at all, is what she basically says in the book. She's like, there's no love in this relationship. It's basically like she lost in the end, is the book. But in this movie, she's like, ha-ha, I'm a maniacal, like, I don't know. like Evil look to the camera at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it, and that's like the big, like, twist, I think, on the movie compared to the book, is that's like the artistic direction they took, that it's like, oh, she's, like, proud of what she did, you know? And, like, they're happy in their relationship because of the choices they made. But, like, the Rebecca as a book, at least from what I understand it, based on that ending that I heard Cassie talking about, it sounds like it's more about, like, in the end, they still lost. Like, Rebecca still kind of... 
That's such like, a better still ending. haunted by it. Right, and it's because the rest of the movie kind of builds in that direction in some way. Yeah. Because of the, the source material. I think that's why it gets so messy at the end is because they're trying to put this twist on it when the book was actually meant for them to not really be like the victors at the end. That is so weird. I like that. The book sounds like a much better ending to me. Right. Um. So I wanted to read something from the New York Times review that I thought was like, it just like hit the nail on the head and I thought it was interesting. Um, a story about class, desire, obsession, and the unreliability of stories turns into a series of encounters between people who interact without quite enough of the atmospheric touches or sinister implications that would keep things interesting. And that's A.O. Scott from the New York Times. And I was just like, I like read that review and I was just like, everything he was saying, I was like, totally, I totally agreed with. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, just nothing ever felt like um, that important or like really striking or like, like intense or you know and, and when the big twists or big changes happen it was either like oh mrs danvers tricked lily james like no surprise there or like maxim having been the person to murder rebecca you know it's like okay like i guess we're gonna go down this path for a while yeah and then in that last half hour or more it felt like the movie was gonna end like six times <laughs> And then it did. Did you feel that way at all? Like, it was just like each end of each scene felt like it was going to be the ending of the movie. And then they started some new thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, the pacing was just so bad. Yeah. I I don't think at the time I was, like, conscious of that. But now that you say that, I can, like, think of a few different moments that, like, could have been the end. Right. It's like, okay, the court's over. And now Miss Danvers is burning the house. Now Miss Danvers kills herself. And, like, it goes to the next thing. And, like, it just, like, it, there were, every scene wanted to be the scene. But when you put it together with, like, six other scenes that are supposed to be, like, It feels like a mess. Scene, yeah. yeah. It's just, like, really nonsensical. So. I would say the cinematography by Lori Rose. Um, and then, you know, like, the production design and the costumes and everything were all really good. And the acting was good. I would say just the story story and the direction they went in kind of ruined it <laughs> yeah i um i'm glad you mentioned the costume design because i thought it was like off the hook good like mm-hmm. these outfits that lily james is like coming out in and every single scene i'm like dang like <laughs> they just look so cool they look so cool <laughs> for a second i was like should i start wearing berets like is that <laughs> <laughs> would that be cool now i don't know i was like i was digging well, it and even like Army Hammer, where it's like sometimes hard to make like, oh, it's just a guy in a suit all the time, or like in like khakis mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, and it helps that Army Hammer is Army Hammer, but like also yeah. like they're just very colorful. He had and, like, like a mustard color suit, a yes, mustard colored suit awesome. when they were in Monte Carlo, and it was Chef's kiss. Great, great stuff. Yes, and like. And they all work so well with the set design. Like, you, said, you know, like them walking through Monte Carlo with those really colorful, like, uh, vegetation and trees and all of that. Like, mm-hmm. that was gorgeous. And, like, I think that was, like, the biggest standout of the movie. I mean, I, I don't even yeah. know what's going to happen with the Oscars this year. But I'd be super surprised if this didn't get nominated for costume design. Yeah, I hope I hope they do. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think those are kind of all of my thoughts on it. If we want to maybe move on to what we've been watching or listening to or enjoying. Sure. 
yeah, uh, I think I'm all, uh, both of us were didn't like it. It sounds like, and no. I, I wouldn't even say it was just okay. I just I don't think I liked this movie. <laughs> no, and I and I think it could have, I think they could have taken it in a better direction. I don't think it was doomed from the start. I think it could have been better. Yep. Okay, um, let's move on. So I am excited to talk to you because I ever since so. I was really interested in Lovecraft Country, and then you would tell you told me that it was really good, and so um, I started watching it with my roommates, and we're five episodes in right now, and I just like love it. I think it's so well made and so well acted, and it's just super fun, like supernatural type of stuff that I'm into, and. Um, obviously it also deals with gender and race and cause it takes place, um, in the sixties, question mark, fifties, mm-hmm. sixties. Um, but I love, cause like it was, it was so interesting because the first episode or, or okay. So the second episode, like something huge happens and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, I thought that this was going to go on for the entire series. Like, I thought this was what this series was about. And then it just ends, and the next episode is, like, completely different, and you're like, what? And so then that's when I realized that, like, I'm sure you know more about this than me, but, like, to me it seems like every episode is kind of, like, a different, like, horror genre in a way. Yeah, and so I'm only a few, uh, like, after we had talked about it, I haven't watched more. And I also really like it, like, I'm excited to it. I just haven't gotten to it. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, every single episode they introduce, like, like what you think are going to be plots for the rest of the series and then finish it in that episode like, yeah. in really wacky, wild ways. Um, it's just such a and, cool way to do a show. Like, it's, yeah. you can, like, she's, like, you can clearly see, like, oh, this episode is this type of horror story. and But that's still the same characters and still continued plot lines. Like, it's so well-crafted. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, you know, like, where people take those kind of, like, Lovecraftian mysteries is, um... I think it's been kind of in that direction where it's like, oh, like it's almost like an anthology of sorts, but with similar characters. Yeah. Um, so I do like that. And I think that, I think that's the best way to kind of throw different monsters and interesting concepts into it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I was reading a little bit about it, about it, and it's gotten kind of mixed reviews. I think people either really love it or just think it's like mediocre. I'm in the boat where I, I just think it's really fun and cool, like an interesting yeah. concept. Um, I think, but I was kind of, I was, I was interested to hear about that because I was like, oh, like I, I thought, I thought it would be more widely loved than it seems like it is, but maybe, that's maybe weird. I haven't looked into it in a while. So maybe, maybe it was just like a little bit of a lull. I, I just feel like feel I haven't like... heard that much about it. Okay. Yeah. I haven't either really. Um, but I think, I don't know. Part of me want, feels like when things are so genre specific, like it's for some people, it's just not going to hit. Like, it's just not going to be something that they appreciate. I don't know, though. Maybe that's not why. But, um, no, no, I want to talk to you about it, but I can't because you're not there. But (laughs) I just... Maybe we do an episode on it one second. And then I, I think... Oh, okay. Well, really quickly, I'll just say last night I watched a movie called Fantasy Island. Um... And it's, like, a horror movie, and, um, 
it's pretty recent. I want to say like this year or last year it came out. Um, and I think it would be, it would be fun to talk about with you, but we'll see. Cause I, I didn't take any notes during it, but <laughs> it's like, okay. it's like, okay. Yeah. It came out this year. Um, it's, it has 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but I didn't think it necessarily deserved that. But I sometimes it's fun to just watch like a shitty horror movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we watched it outside and it was a fun time. Um, but yeah, so it was it was it was kind of I feel like this is the same critique as Rebecca in a way where like the concept was interesting and like the set was really cool. And then, like, it just wasn't executed well, plot-wise. <laughs> but anyways, you go ahead and tell us what you've been watching. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I have not been keeping up with, like, anything, really. I mean, the big movie I watched this last week was Rebecca. So I'm just trying to think. Um, I There's more stuff that I've got on my docket. My docket continues to grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I... I'm excited for the new season of Mandalorian. I've heard it's really good. So uh, that just came out on Disney Plus. And last year, when it, it was probably last year when Mandalorian came out, I said, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get Disney Plus to watch this. Yeah. And I'm going to cancel it at the end of the month. I'm going to cancel my Disney Plus right mm-hmm. when I finish Mandalorian. <laughs> and Disney won. Adam Zero Disney Plus <laughs> is one. Um, I did not cancel it. I had it for the entire year. So uh, you, good job, Disney. Did you, you use got it? that money. Yeah, on and off through the year, just you know, watching random stuff. Like there was, there was enough. I feel like there's enough good stuff on Disney Plus that like, I could hop on and watch. My roomies and I just canceled our Disney Plus because we never use it. Well, I haven't for months now, but there were a couple things that I think I got into on it. Um, That being said, definitely not worth the whole year of a subscription. But this year, (laughs) okay, I'm gonna start Mandalorian, and as soon as I finish it, I am canceling Disney Plus. Um, until the sure, Star Wars thing or Marvel thing comes out on it. And maybe I've got a feeling they're going to start throwing that stuff out monthly. So maybe I will just keep it. But I'm really excited for that. I really liked the first season. I think this next one is uh, going to be fun. It's just like, I think it's what I want from Star Wars, that show. Like, it's just, it's not stuck in like the, like the, I don't know, the history and yeah. You know, <laughs> it has rabbit freedom. holes that the that the trilogies uh yeah. are stuck in and they can kind of just do whatever they want and kind of show off how ridiculous star wars is <laughs> um so yeah i i, I want to watch that uh and that's really my main goal is just to watch that <laughs> and i haven't cool. been able to yet so um that's all i've got awesome thank you for listening to our episode on the netflix film rebecca and we will see you next time thanks to keep up with new episodes subscribe to avid watchers wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow us on instagram and twitter at avid watchers and like us on facebook check out our magazine on aviditymag.com for more content avid watchers is hosted and produced by mary kate cheetah and adam nix and is also edited by mary kate cheetah Original music is by Logan Johnson.